Hello, everybody. It's Melissa. I'm back to talk some more about stuff. And the stuff I'm going to talk about today is that I had my first autism assessment appointment yesterday. Finally, I waited six months for this appointment, which I know there are a lot of people out there that wait much, much longer than that, like a couple years. So I'm super grateful that I only had to wait six months. But still, that six months felt pretty long. Well, it felt long, but it also kind of went by quick. Because all of a sudden, my appointment was here. And I was like, oh, wow, damn, it's here. But I guess in the process of waiting, it also felt long. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyway, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about the appointment. I know that there are some people who haven't gone through this process that might be curious. And uh, so yeah, I'm going to share a little bit. Um, first of all, I was extremely nervous before the appointment. I don't really know exactly why I was so nervous. Um, I think going into any situation where... I am not sure how it's going to go. Like, I don't know. Um, like, there's no plan laid out. I don't, I can't like envision what it's going to be like. I don't know the person who's assessing me, what they're going to be like. All I knew is it was a woman. And I had emailed back and forth with her a few times because I did have some questions uh, prior, but I was trying not to ask too many questions and be annoying. So anyway, I was, I was super, super nervous. Um, but as soon as I got on with her, we did it over zoom. Um, and as soon as I got on with her, I started feeling more comfortable because she was really nice, first of all. And she explained everything right up front. So you can tell that she does this for a living and works with a lot of autistic people because she probably knows, or maybe she's autistic herself. I don't know. I didn't ask. I thought about asking, but then I didn't know if that was weird, like to, like if that was crossing a line because she's the provider and I'm the patient. I don't know. So I didn't ask. Maybe she is. Maybe she knows that because she's autistic or maybe she just knows that because she works with autistic people, but seems like she knew that I would be soothed by knowing all of the things that were going to happen during the appointment. So right off the bat, she introduced herself and she's like, let me just let you know everything that we're going to do today. And she just laid it out step by step, told me about how long the appointment was going to take. I just really appreciated, um, everything, um, that she did in that way. Cause it was very, very helpful for me to calm my nerves and just to be able to know what was coming. Um, she said the appointment was going to be um, an hour and a half to two hours. And she was going to try and keep it as close to an hour and a half as possible just because the longer it's just like tiring, you know, answering questions and talking about yourself for that long. And I was like, yes, thank you. So um, anyway, we got started with just like some family history, some health history, um, talking about things that run in my family, medical issues that I've had, which I haven't had many. Um, and, uh, yeah, then we just moved on to a questionnaire where she was asking me about particular situations or circumstances or traits, you know, just, um, trying to see how I react to certain situations or what my thoughts are on certain things. And, um, it was a little bit difficult. I'm, I'm, 
honestly not great at like self-assessment sometimes. I mean, there were some questions that she asked that were, the answer was super obvious to me and I didn't have, even have to think about it at all. But other questions I had to ask for a lot of clarification and then really kind of think about it. Um, because, uh, for one, I feel like I've changed so much over the years. And so sometimes I'm like, okay, are we talking about now, Melissa? Are we talking about like 20 year old Melissa? Because those are two totally different people. Like, um, when talking particularly about like impulsivity, we're not really like, um, thinking through decisions before you make them, which I know is the same thing as impulsivity, but you know what I mean? Um, and I'm like, oh God, I used to be super impulsive back then, you know, when I was like 20, 21, 22, even as a teenager, um, I thought nothing through. I just went for it and didn't really realize things were a bad idea until they were done. And then I was like, oh shit, I, sh- I shouldn't have done that, you know, but nowadays I think everything through thoroughly. I overthink everything. Like I'm way, I flopped way to the other end of the spectrum on that. I'm not talking about the autistic spectrum, but I'm talking about them. The spectrum of, uh, of, uh, not thinking things through to like overthinking things. So I was, I existed on one end and now I exist on the other end of that particular spectrum. So, um, anyway, it did, we did get done in around 90 minutes, which was nice. And then, cause I was starting to get a little tired of talking and it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of divulging things that you don't necessarily talk about with people. And especially people that you don't know, it's hard. These are, these are, some of these things are personal and feel private and precious. And it's like weird opening up like that to someone, um, who you don't really know, but in my mind, I knew that that's her job and she does this all the time. So that made me feel better. So when we were all done talking, um, she let me know that in two weeks I will have my second appointment where we will continue to go over, um, a few more forms. Um, she has some questions that we didn't get to and they do an IQ test and some other tests. Um, and that'll be the second appointment, which will also be about an hour and a half to two hours long, she said. And then two weeks after that, we will meet again and she will give me my results. So it's four weeks from yesterday that I will have my results, which right now seems like a really long time. Like the anticipation is killing me. I'm just like, I just, like I already, like I've said in other episodes, I already know, I know like this is too, it's too uncanny. It's there. It can't be anything else but autism. There's no way. Right. Um, but I'm still nervous. Uh, she made me less nervous because during the appointment, as I was answering the questions and explaining certain things to her, she kept just like knowingly nodding or saying like, Oh yes, that type of thing that happens to a lot of autistic people or that way of thinking is really common among autistics or, um, you know, she just kept saying that sort of stuff. And I was like, Oh, okay. So this must mean that you're leaning this way. You're on board with me. You're not, it didn't seem like she was doubting me or like any of the questions were meant to be, um, I don't know. I was kind of afraid that some of the questions would be too ambiguous and I would answer them wrong and it would make me seem, I guess like I couldn't answer them accurately, but I felt like I was able to answer everything accurately. So anyway, um, 
So before my next appointment in two weeks, she gave me some forms that I needed to print out and fill out. And these are just like, um, circle the answer. And it's like, gives you like not true, sometimes true, often true, almost always true. And then it asks you a question. And so I was like, oh, perfect. No problem. I can do that. No biggie. And I printed them out last night and I looked at them this morning. Uh, and... <laughs> They, the questions, it reminds me of when I took that one online test that everyone takes when they feel like they discovered that they were autistic and you go take the, I forget, I forget what it's called, but, um, the questions on that are kind of similar to these where it's like very vague and ambiguous. Like to me, it's like the context isn't there. And so, a lot of these questions I was like, uh, I don't really know what to say because it really depends. Like, okay, I'll give you guys an example. I have these papers sitting here in front of me and, um, let's see. Um, uh, so one of these says when thinking about your life, how often did you um, change your behavior as needed. So to me, that's like, okay, first of all, what behavior are we talking about? Are we talking about negative behaviors? Are we talking about the way I've changed my behavior in certain settings to fit in? Um, are we talking about if someone asks you to change something about yourself? I mean, is this like a work situation? Is it a social situation? Is it a is it a romantic partner situation? Is it an, um, is it like a surface behavior? Is it something I'm doing? Is it something I'm saying? I don't, there's so many follow-up questions to every one of these. I'm like, wait, I need to know, I need to know more. How do I answer this without knowing all the details? So, I filled this one out. It's 80 questions. And I circled the things and then I did what any probably autistic person might do. And I created a Word document where I explained my answers to every single question, all 80 of them, um, just to be clear. So like the first question, um, I put my, circled my answer and then I just went ahead in the Word document and said all of the things I needed to say to clarify about question number one, and then on and on through question 80. And it took a very long time, but I feel better about it because I don't want to choose answers and have my answers be ambiguous to these ambiguous questions. It's just all a bunch of ambiguity. It makes me very uncomfortable. So... This one that I haven't filled out so far, there's one left that I haven't filled out. And um, this one looks a little bit more, um, a little bit more straightforward, but still not descriptive enough for me. Like, um, let's see, what's a good one? What's a good example here? Um, I'm able to communicate my feelings to others. Sometimes 
who's the person I'm communicating it to. Some people I cannot communicate my feelings to. Other people I very I feel more comfortable communicating my feelings to. But what feelings are we talking about? Are we talking about sadness? Are we talking about anger? Are we talking about excitement? Um, like there's too many variables. There's too many unknowns to these questions. Um, also the ones that really bother me are like, um, let's see, uh, da, 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 I, I saw a couple on here and I was like, no. Oh, okay. When under stress, I engage in rigid or inflexible patterns of behavior that seem odd to people. And another one like that is, um, I have sensory interests that others find unusual. So for those questions, my question is, how do I know if someone finds what I'm doing odd or unusual or bizarre? This other question says, I behave in ways that seem strange or bizarre to others. How would I know that? Would someone tell me that? Because I know if I saw someone acting in a way that I found odd or bizarre, I wouldn't go up to them and be like, hey, you're acting odd or bizarre or strange. I would just be like, what? was kind of weird and then go on with my day you know what I mean like who's telling people these things I don't know how I would even know that I'm sure I mean my partner sees me in my most authentic <laughs> form because we live together and we've been together a long time and whatever and they think I'm super weird so do I base it on that do I base it on how the person who's closest to me feels about me and openly tells me because I don't mind being called weird. It's, that's fine. It's whatever. I embrace it these days. There were many moments in my life when I could not embrace feeling different or weird. Um, but now I'm like, yeah, I am weird. That's fine. Um, so yeah, those questions are strange. Have any of you out there had someone Oh, here's another one. Question 29. I am regarded by others as odd or weird. I mean, I know back, like way back when I did have a couple of people mention that I was weird. Say it behind my back, I guess. This would be like in like middle school or high school days where people were gossipy and talking behind each other's back. And then it always got back to the person, obviously, because teenagers can't keep their mouths shut and... Um, this was before social media or texting or anything. So people just gossiped and with their mouths and no one could keep anything to themselves or whatever. So, um, am I still regarded by anyone as weird? I don't know. Cause I feel like when we get to be adults, we don't say that kind of stuff to each other or about each other. And if we do say it about each other behind someone's back, which is gossipy and not right, don't do that. Um, then it's less likely to get back to the person because adults aren't as gossipy. Like, I, I feel like if someone tells me something in confidence about someone, I don't go blab it around to anyone. I just keep it to myself. It is what it is. I don't know. Maybe not everyone's like that. So has anyone out there had someone openly tell you that they think you're weird or odd or bizarre or that your behavior is weird? Like, I don't know how to answer those at all. I need to email her and just be like, how do I answer these? Okay. So... Um, I did email her earlier with a bunch of questions and then I also compiled like 
a document that's several pages long that just over the past six months while I've been waiting for my appointment, things that just came up that um, I related to, traits that I noticed about myself, things that I do, situations that I've been in that have been very telling from my past or my present, just anything that I could think of to kind of jot down, um, I've jotted down. And so I compiled that into a Word document as well. And I asked her at the end of our appointment if I could if it was okay if I sent that stuff to her and she said yes of course like there's only so many questions I can ask you so any um, additional information that you can give me is great like you know yourself better than anyone and yeah whatever your experiences have been I want to know about as much of that as possible so I really appreciated that that she was open to getting all my stuff she didn't um seem to think that I was annoying because I was like god this lady she's gonna think I'm she's gonna think I'm very annoying but uh she didn't seem to and so yeah she was nice it was a great experience overall I felt very heard I felt understood and now I'm just waiting for two weeks for the next one and then I'll be waiting two weeks for my results and I will of course let everyone know there's still a small part of me that's um having some imposter syndrome, I've been replaying our conversation over and over in my mind since yesterday, of course, because I do that with every interaction that I have. Um, But I'm just like, I'm worried about portraying myself inaccurately, one way or the other, like, I don't want to try and make myself seem more autistic, or I don't want to try and seem less autistic, like, I just want to be like, be authentic just get just give her the best um most accurate view of who I am and I'm hoping that my answers to the questions are doing that because I really do want an accurate diagnosis I know that autism really feels like it fits I I've self-diagnosed um but I mean like (sighs) if that's not really it, I don't want her to just say it just so I can feel like I have a diagnosis. Like I want to be, that's the whole reason I'm getting a, a formal diagnosis is because of my trust issues with myself. Like I just, I need to be sure. Um, and I, uh, I have a feeling that even if I get this diagnosis that I'm, and I've heard other people say this too about, um, their autism diagnosis and, even after they got it, they still sometimes were like, but did I portray myself? Did I skew the result somehow? Because honestly, sometimes I still don't believe that this could be, that it could be this simple. Not that autism is simple. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I mean, like, I have my whole life thought there were so many things wrong with me, right? I was just like, a lot of things. And I couldn't figure out what any of it was, or I was trying to like loosely link it to maybe like trauma or, um, other experiences that have happened in my life, or maybe, uh, this happened and then it made me to cause, you know, it caused me to feel this way and act this way. You know what I'm trying to say, but the fact that it could be autism that I just have a different neurotype 
that my brain just works differently. Uh, that just like seems too good to be true. It's just an easy answer because I've just been able to embrace so many more of these things. And I know I've said this before and I probably sound like a broken record, but it's like, it's very freeing to just finally be able to accept who you are. And I don't know why I couldn't do that before, but now I'm like, oh, well, God, I'm not a big fat loser who can't get their life together. <laughs> like, my brain is just not exactly cut out for the world the way that it's made. The way that the world is made doesn't match me in a lot of ways. And that's okay. And it just makes me feel so much more okay. And not to say that people who aren't autistic and struggle with life are losers or anything like that. I mean, that's not what I'm trying to insinuate. Um, but for me personally, like, I always just felt like a failure. Like, I kept trying over and over and trying all of these different ways um, to quote-unquote fix myself or be better at this thing or that thing or manage my emotions better or make friends or, you know, like, all of these things that have been struggle, struggle, struggle. And it's always seemed like the more I try over the years, um, the more difficult things get, which you would feel like it would be the opposite. Like it seems like regularly, the more you try and work at something, the easier it gets, but it's been the opposite for me. Things just keep getting harder. And I really, I want to ask her, I need to write down this question because, um, I know I've read things about female autistics that say that as opposed to males and their autism, um, I don't know if this is based on any sort of factual evidence or research or anything. This might be completely anecdotal, but I'm going to repeat it anyway because I've read it so many times online and stuff that um, men's or boys' autism autistic boys, their autism tends to get better as they get older, like easier, more manageable, whatever. Um, their traits tend to get easier to, um, to acknowledge and to manage and blah, blah, all that. But women, it's said to be the opposite. And I really feel like that's happening because when I was a kid, I feel like I was still just different and I was kind of weird and whatever but like I didn't really notice that a lot about myself and or if I did I didn't care and my my problems really started mostly in adolescence when you start with all the masking and stuff and like trying really hard to fit in and realizing that maybe there's something different about you or wrong about you and you're trying to fix and you're doing all these things and like then I think the older you get, the more exhausting all of that becomes. And then you start not being able to, to put on the show anymore. And I feel kind of like that's what's been happening to me. It's like, I, I'm tired and I, I'm finding myself unable to cope with or hide certain things anymore. Um, which I think is good in a way because it's, I need to start embracing more of these things and, and being more authentic, but it is hard. 
it's hard. And I know you all who have been through this know what I'm talking about. Um, so this is a road. This is a journey. This is a wild ride. And uh, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, my brain just got overloaded with thoughts for a second and I couldn't say anything. Sorry, that happens sometimes. Um, so, uh, yeah, you guys know, if you've listened to other episodes, this happens. Sometimes I just start running out of words. So yeah, that was my appointment. Like I said, I'll keep you guys updated on all of the things that are happening appointment wise. And, uh, yeah, if any of y'all have any questions, you can email me or find me on Instagram. Oh my gosh, I started a TikTok, you guys. I swore I wasn't going to, not because I don't like TikTok, but because I just didn't want another social media thing to have to do. And I don't have to do it, but um, for my art, like I have an Instagram for my art. Maybe I'll link that in the show notes too, in case any of you guys want to check out my art. Um but a friend, um, his, he's actually an autistic artist as well. His name is Kenny and his Instagram is, um, painting on the spectrum and he does really cool, like acrylic pouring and he does abstract art and stuff like that. Um, but he has a TikTok. He has a lot of followers and he was telling me, um, Hey, have you started a TikTok for your art yet? And I was like, no, I have been trying not to get on TikTok cause I just, it's just more social media and I just don't want to, uh, um, but he urged me to do it cause he said it got him a lot of people interested in his art and I want people interested in my art because I want to be able to keep doing art. I just want to like be able to make a little bit of a living off of that. It doesn't have to be my whole income, but I need to be able to make some return on it so I can invest enough time in it, uh, to be happy. Um, so I did start a TikTok for my art. There will be more stuff on there that's not art related, um, also, I mean, I'm going to try and keep it art centric, but there might be things, um, on there about like maybe my animals and stuff like that. So I'll link my TikTok and my Instagram art page too, I guess in the show notes as well. If you guys want to check out that stuff, all the stuff, just go check it out. I have so much stuff. Oh, it's exhausting. Remember before social media and you just had to do like word of mouth or like hope people knew about you or you'd like call each other on the phone or put like an ad in the newspaper <laughs> if you're young you don't remember this but I'm old so I do okay guys I am going to stop talking now and I'm going to go get some work done okay I'll talk to you next time bye <laughs>